This podcast is brought to you by People's Light, a cultural and civic center celebrating its 49th season. For more information about People's Light, visit www.peopleslight.org. I keep it hot in the hood. You can find me in the hood. Yeah, you know I keep it hood because we platinum in the hood. I keep it hot in the hood. You can find me in the hood. Yeah, you know I keep it hood because we platinum in the hood. I keep it hot in the hood. Welcome <laughs> to the Bone Yard Podcast, uh, a limited roundtable discussion with the cast of Bones, a social thriller written by acclaimed writer-director Steve H. Broadnax and presented by People's Light, mm-hmm. running September 22nd through October 15th in Bones. Y'all know, because y'all in it. The night takes a chilling turn over a game of dominoes, and childhood demons are exposed, and a group of friends question everything they think they know about masculinity and what makes a man. Mm. And in this series, the cast will be discussing some of the most important themes of the show and how they relate to our personal lives. The idea for this came out of the rich discussion that we were having in the room during the development process, and we wanted to take an opportunity to extend this conversation into the public sphere so that the community can take part as well. So without further ado, let's get started with a round of introductions. I'm Keith, and I play Trey. And I'm John, and I play PJ. Hey community, my name is Eric B. Robinson Jr., and I play Romello. Hey, what's going on, y'all? My name is Elijah, a.k.a. Juilliard Jones, and uh, I play Gary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that, Juilliard Jones. Juilliard I love Jones. that for you. Yeah, the plug. Yeah. It's always the plug. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is episode two. Last episode, we tackled some heavy issues, some heavy things, and, and now we're back for another round. And as we do every episode, we take a line from the play and discuss, you know, that meaning, dive it deeper into what that means to each of us individually. So this week, we're taking our lead from the line, nobody wants to be a pussy until it's time to get up inside. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Church. And so we're going to be just, you know, having a conversation about how men assert dominance over one another in group settings, as well as our relationship to femininity. What does that mean? Mm. emasculating a man when a man is trying to emasculate another man what does that mean and what are some instances or opportunities where that kind of dynamic arises and then if we have time we're also going to discuss our relationship to women mm. and our relationship to femininity from that perspective mm. as well so i'll get the conversation jumped off when do men need to compete why do men feel the need to compete acceptance ultimately mm. to be accepted into a space uh, and sometimes I think men have this desire to want to flex maybe their intellectual prowess, mm. their physical strength, and I think ultimately it's just to fit in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to piggyback off of that, it's like nobody wants to be seen as the weakest, the weakest link, mm. you know, it's like, uh, so so really I feel like it's about, it's, it's almost like a survival uh, mechanism, you know, which, which probably stems from like, actually when when we were hunter gatherers and and it's like you know to 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 be seen as as the weakest can equate to a death in a way whether i mean not i mean potentially physically but definitely socially Mm. you know so for that reason yeah i think i think that we tend to uh want to want to compete want to dominate want to be the apex or seen as the apex in whatever we do it's interesting because you equated weakness to the idea of this concept of nobody wants to be a pussy. So that ma- so that makes you weak. And when we think about that word, you know, it it makes you think of the feminine. 
right? That's mm-hmm. that's fair to say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that word makes you think of the feminine, whatever that means. Pussy. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it makes you think of the feminine, and then we equate that to weakness. Mm-hmm. So and subconsciously, are we equating femininity or the feminine to weak? I mean, that is, I was not equating. No, 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 no. I'm not saying this is a conscious thought. I'm not saying it's a conscious thought, but it's something that's in the... Absolutely, to your point, I think that we do or we are conditioned to or have been conditioned to believe that, yes, femininity is weakness. You know, uh, when you talk about, you know, we, we, when we're growing up and we hear things like, you know, be a man or we hear things like, you know, boys don't cry or, or don't be no pussy. That that is that is a thing that I think that we do hear, and then so then subconsciously, like you were saying, uh, it does get equated with weakness. Yeah. I think there's also this uh, primal thing, like you were saying, mm-hmm. this primal element to it. We wouldn't do something if there weren't perks, right? And there's perks to being at the top. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, and even sometimes now, one of the perks of being at the top is having your almost is being seen as the most attractive. I think peacocking is a reason, is like named that for a reason, showing how big you are, how strong you are, how smart you are. And it changes depending on the society you're in and the time frame that you're living in, like hunter-gatherers, when there were warriors and stuff like that and they needed to fight in a certain kind of way to survive, to be the apex and to have the most strength and to take home as many skulls meant that you were able to then you know, have your pick of women to procreate with, right? And now we're in a space where the need for that and developed nations or whatever is like, it's not the exact same. So now it's more of an intellectual thing. And now we're shifting into this space where it's almost like it's not an intellectual thing, it's intellectual and it's physical and there's emotional. This and being at the apex also has this emotional intelligence quotient to it that so many men, I believe, have been in the rhetoric of not wanting to be soft, not wanting to be a pussy and all of that, we conflate emotional intelligence mm-hmm. with that, which leaves us, a lot of us lacking, we, we kind of sacrifice that softness that's needed in the world that we live in today. I'll say, you know, going off of that, um, you know, being uh, femininity, being equated to weakness subconsciously or whatever, I know for me growing up, I was reared by a very masculine man's man father, and I had that same idea too, and it wasn't until my perspective is I'm, I'm a father myself it wasn't until I saw my child come about that I realized it's not that feminine or women are weaker it's just different because you know if you think about it women go through a lot of painful things every month you think about childbirth all the emotional baggage a lot of times that they carry it's definitely not that they are weak but I think a lot of times we always equate, you know, physical strength mm-hmm. to to strength um, when really I think it's just a different thing. You talked about the birth of your son mm-hmm. being a thing that helps shift your perspective yeah. on or, or, or how to relate to or understand women. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other ways that maybe anybody else has? I can say for myself, I have sisters. I have a twin sister, in fact. And so my relationship, I think, with my sister's helps give me a very specific purview into what women deal with because these are people that I'm like in lockstep with to the point especially with my twin we were in the same classes together we were the whole childhood so I'm I'm seeing things and tracking through things in real time a direct purview into sort of like what the woman's experience is and that has helped my relationship with them and other women who I sort of support in my life has helped me really understand and empathize in a really true way but 
you know, not everybody has, you know, sort of that perspective. So I'm curious in some of the other ways, like childbirth or other ways that may have, like, other things that may have helped you, like, sort of shift your perspective or take a second look at, like, wow, this is the woman's experience and what they have to try through. To that end, was a, an experience for me was my mom. So my pet, my pops passed away. He's gone almost 19 years ago now. And when he passed away, because he was a man's man, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a lot of my time trying to emulate, and I think a lot of young boys spent a lot of time emulating and modeling that father figure, right? Mm-hmm. And when my father passed away, I was really afraid for my mother mm-hmm. because I was like, who's going to protect you? You're not going to be able to protect yourself. Who's going to be the man in the space? And there was this thing that she did that really shook me because I was afraid of people taking advantage of her because I, I hadn't respected strength the way it showed up in her. I didn't mm-hmm. see it as strength the way that it showed up in her. And there was this conversation we had when I was like, people are going to come, they're going to talk to you, and they're going to try to persuade you this way and that way. And she just looked at me very gently and was just like, John, my no is a full sentence. Mm. Period. And that's it. And there was like, there, she didn't need, she was basically in that moment saying there was no bravado she needed. There was no performance that she needed. There was no any of this other stuff that she needed because everything that she was was enough. I've spent these subsequent years watching her and my sisters and my nieces and the way that strength shows up in them and actually learning mm-hmm. a lot from them and the way that they move in the world and in seeing the ways that my default can sometimes put me at, either put me at fault and my default can also can actually expose my weakness mm-hmm. and my insecurities. And another thing that my mom did was she had the awareness of, I'll never forget, she told me that she couldn't be my father, that she was not going to be my father, Mm. that she was going to be my mother, and that she was going to trust that God of the universe was going to bring men into my life to fulfill that void for me, but she could not be my father. And there is just the soberness of that in her and this kind of, in the vulnerability of that, that was just really shocking to me. I didn't know how to process it. I think that's one of the that's one of the strongest things that I've ever experienced. Yeah, doubling back, you talked about sort of accountability or self awareness, which I think is obviously a very important discussion point and something that men, especially men who are trying to make the world better in our own ways, our individual lives, our family dynamics, and what have you. What are some of the ways that you can recall in turn in, in the spirit of accountability that you found? that you were asserting dominance or wanting to or needing to assert dominance over other people and maybe why? Like, where does that feeling come from? I know, like, a lot of times we default to violence, you know, men, aggression, blah, blah, blah. But uh, for me, most of the time, it's like, I'm probably smarter than you, so I go that angle. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. we got to scrap, we got to scrap. But at the same time, like, it's like, I probably, I'm probably a little smarter than you, so I can, I can assert my dominance in that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I assert my dominance sometimes. I can be very warm and very gregarious. Just, I can have a lot of warmth and a lot of light to me, and I'm aware of that. So sometimes when I assert my dominance, it's by taking it away. Taking that warmth away. Taking away that warmth. Withholding. Withholding, pulling it away. And if I feel like the space is unsafe or whatever, I can make it cold. There's a thing in me that is just like, that knows that I can go, and I can kind of bring the light into myself and just keep it to myself and hoard it. And that is a way that I assert dominance. Mm -hmm. I think for me, where I assert the most dominance is when I'm playing basketball. I get so toxic mm. when I'm playing basketball. It's crazy because I'm not like that anywhere else except for when I'm on the court. 
like you said, that there's this primal thing that comes out. And, you know, there's a lot of flexing, there's a lot of bumping, there's a lot of trash talking. And so, you know, I, I turned into a red-eyed demon on the court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I guess, I, I never really thought about it, but listening to John talk, I feel like, you know, initially I was like, I don't feel like I really assert uh, my dominance. If anything, I feel like I am normally a pretty laid-back guy, you know what I mean? Like, I, and, and that comes from me feeling like I'm just that nigga, honestly. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, I guess, so then I'm like, well, I guess really I assert my dominance through my charm because, you know, growing up, I, I don't know that I was really the most physically intimidating. And like, you know, I was smart, but I, I wasn't a genius, you know? Um, so, so it was more like, all right, let me be charismatic. You know, let mm. me, let me charm my way into whatever space or into the forefront of people's minds and hearts and let y'all know when I'm gone, you're going to miss me. Mm-hmm. So, First of all, what's so interesting to me is, in all of this is that the thing that we feel the most confident in or the thing that we feel we're perhaps really, really good at or the best at is the thing that we use that we can then weaponize also mm-hmm. to assert dominance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a wild revelation even for myself. Interesting. Because it's a superpower. And sometimes, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know, some of y'all niggas into anime. Love anime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, real though. But you know anime. Anime is amazing. Okay. That's super Some of the best storytelling. Listen, <laughs> love it. Love comics. Love it all. <laughs> but y'all know how it go, right? It's like the Incredible Hulk. Okay, if it gets too out of hand, sometimes it can be destructive. Yeah. It's that power that you that you can wield. So, yeah. um, man, brothers, wow. What a riveting discussion. Mm-hmm. Riveting. <laughs> Real talk, though. I want to thank everybody for being so open, honest, transparent, because it's not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are going to hear these innermost thoughts, some of the thoughts that we don't normally share in a public setting, and the fact that we feel comfortable enough to share with each other, but then also comfortable enough to take it into the community um, is an important thing. And with that, I want to shift the energy, bring a little levity in the space, right. and pivot you know, to a little little funny game section, little black boy joy section, uh-huh. and play a little game that I made up. So, oh, okay. If anybody uses this, uh, if they use this, they're going to have to credit me and run me my check. Oh. Okay, so it's a little game that we're calling I'm With It or Couldn't Be Me. Mm. And, uh, and the, the premise of the, of the game is uh, I'll throw out a couple prompts or topics or whatever, and then we just all go around and say either I'm with it we're gonna start with something light we're gonna talk okay. we're gonna lob it up into levy, the space levy. as you would say <laughs> uh, boneless wings could be, be me Mm-mm. i'm with it i'm with it <laughs> <laughs> i tried it, it I, is, yeah i mean i knew you were going to be talking about this uh, uh, the sooner i can go without the bone pause Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm always with it. Um, okay, right. I mean, is that a chicken nugget? It is. It's kind no, of. No, it's a boneless wing. No, I'm no. Let, we're moving nugget. on. We're it's pretty much a chicken wing. nugget. Okay. Okay. We're all not right, even all right. Okay, leave it at that. All right, that's it. Could be a whole episode. All right, though. Lemon pepper wet. Let the bone in, please. Lemon pepper nugget. Sorry. All right, a woman as the breadwinner. Head of the house, making more money than you. Or partner. I'm with it. Say more. <laughs> oh, now you want me to say <laughs> <I'm with it. laughs> Because, look, hey, 
everybody's relationship looks different, right? And you have to find out what works for you. Yeah. And I could see that working for me as long as I'm not being emasculated in the process. See, and we didn't even get to go into emasculation. We're going to come back and do an Mm, addendum to this episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm with it too for that same reason because Mm -hmm. if I'm not with it, that means I don't value as much the contribution of a stay-at-home parent or a a homemaker. Exactly. That's just as important as going out and and earning the money. So, Well, we didn't say stay at home. You just said she's making more money. Oh, well, you know. Okay. Okay, Okay, that's a different question. That's a different thing. Okay, okay. Well, they added caveats. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, okay. But I'm, yeah, I'm with it. You, you with it. it. Okay. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh-huh. I am with it. I am with it. I just don't want to, I don't want to be getting blown out, though. Yeah. Okay, I think what that's what pause. it is. But, yeah, what? Yes. Okay, oh, what? But, I don't want to be blown out. Okay. Hey, uh, I just mean, I just mean, like, hey, if she making a uh, hundred, a hundred thousand, I, I can't be making thirty thousand. You know what I'm saying? I just need to. You can't be making you know thirty thousand if no matter what yeah, she right? making. Yeah. You're, you're not living. You're not living. Like, you're not right. Price. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I want to be comparable. But, uh, absolutely, please bring home more than me. Okay, you know, come on, I'm with it. When, awesome. when I eat, we all eat. There you when go. She eat, I'm gonna eat. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Hoochie Daddy shorts. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. If your wife's here, boy. I'm with it. I'm with it. Hilarious. No, that's funny because I ain't seen not one of y'all in Hoochie Daddy shorts. I work out in this one. been here. I got some yoga pants. Okay, I was rocking the Hoochie Daddy shorts for a minute, big. And then, you know, I was seeing this young woman and she had kind of put me on blast about it and made me a little insecure. You know what I'm saying? She made me feel some kind of way about it. So, like, I hung them up, but they in the closet. You gotta let your knees feel the breeze. You know, I'm just saying. I must say, I didn't always used to wear shorts. There were a series of like nine years where I didn't wear any shorts. Any shorts? No, from Georgia. I, I know it's all really hot and really humid all the right. time. But because somebody when I was younger was like, oh, I think it was my auntie. She was like, Oh, you got some really light skin and legs. Oh, your legs, your legs are so light skin. You got your white boy legs. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Never again. And I was like, The only way to remedy that is to put yeah. them in the sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I just didn't want to be in the sun. Yeah. Uh, all right, last one, last one, and this is gonna bring it into a serious note. Apologizing first after an argument when you know you were right. Oh, couldn't be me. When you know you were right? Yeah. Couldn't be me. What I'm apologizing for? For Well, well, no, no. Okay, so I'm I'm with it. Okay, so let's go. I'm, I'm with it because here's the thing sometimes when I know I'm right, depending on the context of the argument and what I've done, because if I know that I'm right, sometimes there are ways that I can act in arguments. In ways that are uh, very unhelpful and cause injury. Especially when I know I'm right. Ooh, I can be like, I like, I know that I'm right, and we're talking about this still. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm about to be like, bah, bah, bah. Yep. and then I'm and then maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> I gotta address the fact that and apologize for the fact I went a little too far here uh-huh. and here and here I to create this space. Okay. But not I mean, more like listen, okay, yeah, I can no. Think, well, no, no, no. The question is that I'm right though. No, 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 no. You, this is, I mean, and the, the question was framed this way for a particular reason, because at the end of the day, the other person doesn't share your point of view. Mm. You know you're right, but Wait, do you apologize? <laughs> is this, no, what's no, the no. argument? I need some more context. Yeah, no, right, right. right. What was the conversation in a hypothetical scenario? If I'm right, it's, it's not case. about you don't share my point of view. I'm right, two plus two equal four. Like, if you feel like it's five, you're wrong. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? And until we address I'm that. I'm not talking fact. about empirical data. I'm yeah. talking about, <laughs> about, about, about feelings. Opinion. Opinion. So, so I'm not actually right. I just feel like I'm right. That's a different thing. 
Yeah. I mean, then that's a philosophical debate that can go round and round in a circle, right? Because if you feel like you're right and the other person feels like they're right, who's the governing body that decides who's right? So no, all I'm saying from your perspective, mm-hmm. you feel okay. like you're right. Do you apologize? And the, and the reason I'm, I ask this question is because as men, what does it cost to apologize? But also, when are the times that we have to exist in our true power mm-hmm. and swallow our pride for the bigger picture for your kids? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And that's on God. And with that, uh, thank you, brothers. We're, We're getting home on the landing. We're going to wrap it up. But like real that. quick, very briefly, I just want to go around, share any last thoughts, last impressions we want to leave with the listeners before we go. Brief couple sentences, anything left unsaid that we wanted to throw back out there or clarify and leave the listeners with something to, to chew on. You starting? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to toss back up what I just said. Sometimes, as men, we got to swallow our pride for the bigger picture. And that costs a lot, but the payoff could be massive. A friend of mine told me this a few days ago. He said, you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Mm, And I just want to leave that with y'all, that you can be in process, and you can also love who you are in the moment. And I just want to leave you all with uh, my overwhelming gratitude for stopping by, listening checking us out come and see the play yeah definitely come and see bones but i, I just want to let y'all know that if i'm right okay, <laughs> yeah, if i know that i'm oh, right God. if i know it i have no opinion if it's a fact that i'm right you're not getting no apology out of me first <laughs> do now, your big opinion, boy you know if it's an opinion then cool you know all right we're gonna agree to disagree we're gonna move on and if i was out of line at a certain moment i apologize because i got carried away with that but if two plus two equal four and you say that it's five mm. Not, there's no more it's over. That's, that's, that's arithmetic. That's arithmetic. So, yo, come and see Bones. <laughs> yeah. September 22nd to October 15th Let's here go. at People's Life by Steve H. Brawl next. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, <laughs> keep an eye on People's Life social media, YouTube, website for the next episode. Follow these gentlemen and social media. If you want to catch me, you got to catch me in the streets. If you enjoyed today's conversation and want us to continue, you can make a donation. Gladly accept donations at peopleslight.org forward slash support. And remember to get your tickets for bones at peopleslight.org. Thank you so much for listening.